Welcome to the World Resources Institute podcast. I'm Lawrence McDonald. I'm pleased to welcome to the studio today two guests. We have Walter Vergara. Walter is the coordinator for Initiative 2020, which is the topic of our conversation today. It is a very ambitious initiative to restore, is it 20 million hectares by 2020? That's under correct. restoration in Latin America, Initiate, Walter? Initiate restoration is a movement of continental size that is led by 17 countries in the region, from Mexico to Chile, with the overall objective of changing the dynamics of land degradation in Latin America, and a short-term goal of initiating the restoration of 20 million hectares by 2020. Absolutely wonderful. We're going to hear more of that, about that. I also want to welcome our other guest, um, Etienne Demarais. He is the CEO of Tierra. Say it for me, Etienne. It Ecotierra. Ecotierra, and also something called Urapi Sustainable Land Use. What is Urapi Sustainable Land Use? Yeah. Urapi Sustainable Land Use is a, it's a fund created to invest in land degradation, land restoration, exactly, uh, and, and through cooperatives to, yeah, to basically contribute to the development of communities. So what I know from looking at the brief here is that the 2020 initiative has three pieces, Walter, creating political drive, to restore land, providing technical assistance, and also financial drive, mobilizing the finance. Is it Urapi as a part of the finance piece of it, or is it cutting across all those things? Yeah, exactly. As an investor, we're part of the Initiative 2020. Terrific. Um, Walter, I want to step back for a minute. Why does restoring land matter? Why bother? That's, land is going to take care of itself, right? That's the key question. There are many reasons why we should be in the business of land restoration. Latin America is by vocation an agricultural country. About half of the employment of Latin America outside the large metropolitan areas is in rural spaces. Also, food production and forestry production are an increasing part of the GDP. And the total amount of exports from Latin America from food and feedstuffs is increasing rapidly. Now it accounts for 13% of the global trade on food and feed and fiber. So this is an economic reason, but there are more reasons to that. One is that land restoration is thought of as the most efficient approach to reach the climate goals. It's what do you mean by land restoration? It's, it's restoring forests? Not only that. There are five windows in Initiative 20 by 20. Uh, landscape management, which includes agroforestry and silvopastures, low-carbon agriculture associated to agroforestry, uh, reforestation, grassland restoration, and one that is more important and very cheap, avoided deforestation. We stop the damage before it's done. It's one of the most cost-effective ways to protect the land. And you've been instrumental in generating a lot of pledges. I know you were previously at the World Bank. Um, talk to me about this, the number of countries involved and how you got the 20 million hectares. You have now have more than 20 million pledges, right? And then I'm going to move to Etienne to hear a bit about implementation. But let's first talk about the, the commitments. Right. The commitments are the first step. Uh, it's important, but that doesn't take us to the goalpost. But on commitments, uh, which we call ambitions, there are 17 countries that have a um, total ambition of restoring about 53 million hectares. That's more than double the original amount, the original area. 
Now, 20 by 20 remains pledged to initiate restoration of 20 million hectares by 2020. I'm very happy to report that there are now in excess of 100 projects and programs in Latin America that have initiated restoration on 14 million hectares. And we still have about 20 months to go. And the momentum is increasing. I'm very confident that we'll get there. Restoring land, I guess, needs money because I plant trees today or I introduce forest uh, agriculture. Some of it is going to yield benefits, but it might take a while. And some of the benefits are probably not something that I can take a profit from. These are social benefits. So how do you mobilize the money to invest in something where the returns might be far in the future or they might be diffuse? They might be benefits to society, but not something that the investor can immediately take hold of. Okay, please refer, first of all, to the fact that we have here a partnership, which is public and private. On the private side, the motivation of returns on investment is very important. But our private partners are also, also have an inclination, a dedication to social and environmental returns, as well as financial returns. So you will notice that the 22 partners have that commonality. We're not working with banks that are commercial in nature only. We're working with investment funds that have a philosophy of combining the financial return with environmental and social returns. What the initiative does is provides an overall architecture to these different partners. So it is an aggregator of the intentions of earmarks, really, to invest in land restoration in Latin America. And on that front, the 22 private partners have an aggregated earmark now at about $2.6 billion, which is quite substantial. But in addition to that, we also have at this moment about 100 projects. Those 22 partners and some government programs in total have a combined universe of projects uh, are about 102. The vast majority of them are looking some financial return. And am I correct in guessing that Urapi is one of those 22 partners? That's correct, and a very important one. So, Thank Etienne, you. tell me, what does Urapi stand for, and uh, what is your role in it? What does it do? Yeah, Urapi was created to invest through cooperatives of small farmers based on the knowledge and experience of Ecotierra in the fast, last 20 years of work on the, on the ground, no? So what make maybe Urapi different from others investors that we work with the farmers since the very beginning in the design of the project. So we are not receiving proposal to invest, but we co-design the project from a bottom-up approach with the farmers to be able to finance uh, communities or cooperatives who are not able to present a proposal to funds. No? Where does your money come from? Yeah, from private investors, so mainly from two anchor investors, a uh, Quebec pension fund named Fondaction and the Land Degradation Neutrality Fund, uh, um, which is the private tool of the UNCCD uh, managed by Margova. Would I be right if I guess these are what people sometimes call triple bottom line investors? They want to make a return, they want to benefit society, and they want to help the environment. Do I have that right? Is that what triple bottom line means? Yeah, yeah. It's triple bottom line. It's also logical because we need to align interest between the farmers, the co-op, and us as, as investor. So it's, it's logical. The farmer wants to have a better land, better producing land. He wants to restore the rutted land. And the cooperative needs more coffee, more cocoa, they need to reach market. That's 
how generate new economical inflow for everybody so it's good for the investors. So it's, it's logical, it's needed, and it it's makes a lot of sense. Could you give me an example of one particular project that Arapi is funding and sort of walk me and the listeners through the steps, explain what that would look like? Yeah, yeah. So we launched last month the first Arapi project in northern Peru called the Café Selva Norte project. Café Selva Norte is, first of all, is a partnership between Arapi and four coffee cooperatives involving 2,000 farmers, uh, around 20,000 hectares, uh, reforestation and avoid deforestation, so a mix of both. Uh, Urapi will invest lending money to the cooperatives to enable the co-op to deploy microcredit mechanism to the farmers to basically finance the land transition from uh, degraded lands to full agroforestry coffee system uh, certified by uh, organic certification and fair trade certification. But to make it possible, we need to increase to strengthen all the value chains. So we'll also invest in equipment, in infrastructure, in commercialization platform, and in carbon finance so to generate new inflow, new revenues that we can take also as guarantee to make it possible to invest in the, in the small farmers. When you say degraded land, if I was there, mm-hmm. what would I see? What does it look like? Yeah, in northern Peru is mainly uh, old pasture, the result of years and years of slash and burn. So the soil is uh, very poor. There's no much uh, agriculture capacity or potential. So they need to to invest in uh, in new practices, uh, obviously some fertilization. And agroforestry is a, it's a very good idea because it fixed the culture for years. And uh, the trees and uh, also the coffee trees will regenerate the, gr- the, the soil over a year. No? So it's a, it's a cheap way to install uh, a good uh, re- regenerating practice, but it generates a lot of revenue for the family over years. No? And the families who live there, what are they currently doing? Are they growing low productivity coffee mm-hmm. or they're running goats or what are they doing? <laughs> no, they, they, are, they have coffee, low productivity coffee. They own uh, some hectares without any activity, so pasture with almost no cow over it, so very low productivity land. They may own little plots of forest. So we develop a landscape approach with them to finance agroforestry coffee all over the available land and to protect the remaining forest with them. Walter, one thing that puzzles me about sort of the agriculture intensification, I've heard some academics say uh, when you make agriculture more profitable, you create incentives for people to clear more land. Is that something that concerns you with these projects? Well, it could, but not really. Uh, What we are talking about is a more rational, more efficient use of natural resources. And that should be a reason for you to avoid using more natural resources. Uh, There are many examples of projects, one of which is Café Selva, but there are many others that have shown that this can be the case. For instance, the Novo Campo project in Brazil by Altilia is uh, multiplying by a factor of four the intensity of the use of land for cattle ranching, combining that with a very uh, wise uh, creation of strategic forested land within that landscape, improving the quality of the grass lands itself, and as a result, having a much better financial return. You don't have, you don't need more land. And they claim that that model will be able to deter 
additional expansion of the agricultural frontier because it doesn't make sense for you to go to another place when you can have a better return using the existing resource. I know that you both have another uh, appointment you need to go to, so this uh, discussion is shorter than we usually go in the podcast. But Etienne, I want to come back to you, and if there was just one thing that you could tell our listeners about the work of the Orapi Fund and the projects, what is the impression you want to leave with them? Uh, I think the most important point for us is the partnership. No, We don't have to see the farmers as beneficiary of a project, but instead of that, as our main partners. And Walter, for you, what do you want people to remember if they remember nothing else about Initiative 2020 and landscape restoration in Latin America? What should they know? I think the key message here is that land restoration is a key to achieve a multitude of objectives. Uh, Getting more for the land, reducing the carbon footprint of economic activities around agriculture, protecting natural resources such as biodiversity, and combine is a combination of objectives that will lead to a better future, not just for rural communities, but for the overall overall economy. This is one of those wonderful things where it really is potentially win-win-win. And I'm reminded of our boss, you're in mine, uh, Andrew Steerwalter, who says, you know, when carbon is up in the atmosphere, it can make hell on earth. But if we can pull it back down into the earth of, in the form of trees and bushes and crops, it can make heaven on earth. And absolutely. this is the wonderful work that the two of you are engaged absolutely. in. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. This has been the World Resources Institute podcast. My guest today is Walter Vergara. He is the coordinator of the 2020 initiative, which has, I think, uh, what more than doubled the land that you've committed. You set out to have 20 million hectares. You told us at the beginning you've now got more than 40 under commitment. Is more that than right? 50. More than 50. Well, it is well more than doubled. And um, also um, Etienne Demarais. He is the CEO of Equatierra and also the head of Urapi, an investment fund that we have heard about. None of this can happen without money. So, Etienne, thank you for mobilizing some of that money, and thank you for joining us on the show. You can find the WRI podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and other places where you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Lawrence MacDonald. Thank you for listening.